Welcome everybody to Purposely Offside. Jordan, I see you're down uh, down at rink level there. Yeah, you got the boys warming up virtually behind me here, if you can see. I don't know. I don't know what they're selling, but uh, you know Morgan's been on the news a lot lately, so. Oh yeah, well thankfully. Like spruce thank- up the spruce up the live feed a little bit here for all the YouTube uh, YouTube followers. Um, What's the feeling down there at Scotia Bank? You know what? It, it's a pretty quiet atmosphere, to be honest. I mean, it's just a typical Leaf game. It is. It it kind of feels like there aren't any fans in the stands, to be honest. But right. I guess that's a, a typical Leaf game here. Right. Right. Well, the reality is there is no Leaf game tonight because we're still uh, still on lockdown as a country. And, uh, you know, the COVID-19 has just canceled all sports and it's the continued reality. So, you know, we, we, we joke around, but yeah, it, it would have been Leafs Habs tonight. Yeah. Final, was, final, I, final game of the season. Yeah. I still have, um, like I have the, uh, schedule linked to my iPhone calendar. Right. So I keep getting the note of the push notifications about the games. So every time I get a push notification about a game, I just sit there and like, just says postponed. Man. Is, is that the, is that the, yeah, it, it, it gives us, it still gives us like the game time and the, and the matchup. Um, the, I don't get the score apps. I have like an iPhone notification, like in my like a calendar notification. Um, so it still gives you like the game time and, and the team, but it's, just, I don't know. It's just still, still surreal. I can't believe we would, you know, we would have been gearing up for the loss right now. Oh yeah. The loss. Whoever they would have. The lofts. Oh, the lofts. The playoffs. Sorry. The pilafs. The pilafs. And the Carl Pilash. Uh, it's just I don't know. I don't know if you if you saw, but um, you know there was there were tweets today about how um, Donald Trump was going to be having a conflict commissioners of all the major sports leagues today. Yeah, and he did. He he um, had a conference with all all the pro sport commissioners today. I mean, it seems like he's pretty optimistic. I wouldn't say maybe the, uh, the others, well, the other commissioners are, especially uh, David Silver and the NBA, but it seems like Donald Trump's pretty optimistic. That doesn't mean much to me. His optimism yeah. doesn't mean anything to me, Donald Trump. No, not at all. I mean, he can be as optimistic as he wants, you know him, but I mean, this is a guy that was joking around about opening up certain parts of the country, you know, within the last couple of weeks and how the, you know, the country was going to be open before, uh, before Easter next weekend. So, uh, yeah, to be as optimistic as you want. The situation is what it is. The statistics show, and we'll tell you otherwise. Um, but it doesn't look good. I, I, every day that goes by, and and you see the numbers, um, you see how the situation unfolding, and you know what? I'm, I'm very, you know, it, it's very easy for me to say that you know this isn't going to happen. I think these seasons are going to end up getting canceled. Yeah, Trump said. Um, Trump said he wants to resume down, by. So. He wants to resume by September, sorry, August, September. That's his like, that's his feel. Um, if, if that's the case, I think we talked about it on the previous podcast. Um, possibly some leagues will adjust and try to squeeze in a playoff. I don't know um, if that's actually going to happen or not. It doesn't sound like the NBA players are as optimistic as uh, the United States president. Because um, they, I think they acknowledged it. I mean, the season could essentially just be done. Um, Cause I just knows, don't, I just don't see how you squeeze that in like within yeah. a month or two. And then you, it's, you, it's tough. You're going to squeeze, you're going to squeeze a, first of all, it's a lot to ask of the athletes going from being in a quarantining situation, to just all of a sudden jumping into playoff rounds. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they're ready. I'm sure they don't care. They're, I'm sure they're dying to play. But in the end, you're going to ask a lot of them, and this is across all sports, to go into the playoffs, uh, whether it's a shortened playoff scenario or if it's, you know, instead of a best of seven, it's a best of, best of three. Um, you're not going to have a lengthy playoff, but you're still going to have a pretty intense uh, playoff scenario. Once the season finishes and a champion is crowned, you're going to have, what, maybe a, a month, a few weeks, and then you're going to jump right into no, well, they, your schedule again? No, 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 no. You'd have to adjust the next season to be like se- right. 70 games. And I think, I think if you can do anything with uh, the whole, this whole pandemic as it affects sports – I think what you can do is let's say, I mean, I, we're, I'm a fan, right? I'm a sports fan. I want to see some sort of playoff for the games that they've played this, the, the games that, you know, sports teams have played this year. All right. So selfishly, I would love to see a playoff. I don't know how they're going to, you know, orchestrate that. I don't know if they'll just take the top uh, for hockey, uh, for instance. I don't know if they'll take the top eight um, in each conference. Uh, basketball, I don't know if they'll do the same. Whatever. However they can work it out, I'm down let's get some sort of playoffs, even if it starts in like late August, early September. And let's say they did that. I, I, I would think it's the perfect opportunity to experiment with shorter seasons in various sports. So for example, NHL, 82 games is a lot of games, right? Like I, I think you could push the season down to 70, Right. We already talked about baseball. Baseball is too long at 162 games. Maybe you can experiment with 100. The NBA, same thing. Maybe you can experiment with 65 to 70 games. So I think like, if they did pursue that, if they did decide to push the playoffs or have a playoff for these major sports, then I think going into the next season, once those playoffs are done, Maybe you wouldn't start them in early October. Let's take hockey, for instance. You wouldn't start hockey in early October, but maybe you start early November, mid-November, and have a 65 to 70 game season. Maybe you can start experimenting next year with a shorter schedule. Just a thought. Yeah, I see your point on that, especially with the MLB season because it hasn't even gone underway yet. Yeah. So they could they could carry on and say, well, I mean, it would be tough for them in the, in the MLB, I'm, I'm speaking of because you have to deal with the you have to deal with the weather. You have to deal with the winter. You can't you can't look at extending it um, unless we, we talked about it like a uh, a winter World Series. And yeah. you mentioned Scott Boris is, was was thinking about it or whatever. But um, you're right. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure as a commissioner, you have to sort of be innovative in a way and and think of ways to salvage a season keep fan bases entertained uh keep owners making money obviously that's a it's a main point for them so i mean i think you're right i think that this is a this is a good time if if they're able to get uh or salvage some part of this season it is a good yeah. time to experiment um, absolutely i for one i think i think you mentioned it would be like I, I for one would be all in for some sort of like tournament style bracket. Yeah, anything, anything at this point. March, Mad, March Madness NBA style tournament. I think it'd be yeah. super exciting. I'd yeah, be all I'm for down. that. Um, the other sports a bit more difficult, like the NHL. Um, but I mean, if they can get if they can get innovative in that sense and and create a playoff format that is highly entertaining, short, and then will also allow them to. Um, you know, play this out the right way and play the next season the right way. I'm, I'm all for it. 
I mean, yeah, I'm like just, I'm, just I'm down. To watch anything right now, like anything, buddy. Yeah, WrestleMania on tonight, and I think people are just so jacked up to watch a WrestleMania. Man, so a WrestleMania f- with no fans. Well, the, so the first time in WrestleMania history that there's gonna be no fans, and also the first time in WrestleMania history that it's it's over the course of two days. So WrestleMania is actually yeah, I, I right that. now as we're doing this podcast. It's on Saturday, April fourth, and Sunday, April fifth. So it's a two-day event. Okay. And this is at their development center or whatever. Yeah, they're at the, the Mastercard Center. The Mastercard. Center. <laughs> no, is it the WWE Performance Center? The Performance Center. I don't know where it is. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Wrestling or WrestleMania would be interesting because, like, the the hype around wrestling is the fan engagement. So for them to have like a high, I know, like a WrestleMania, where it's there's the sole purpose is entertainment and engagement. To have a major event like that with no, it's gonna be extremely difficult. So yeah, I haven't watched. I'm not sure if you watched lately, but no, I, I haven't. I haven't it. watched. I stopped. I don't watching. know how it can be entertaining unless you're just you know bored out of your wits and want to. I, watch I mean, I love wrestling. Uh, or I used to love wrestling back in the Attitude Era, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and his in his prime. I stopped watching about five, six years ago. But you're no, you're you're totally right. Like the fan engagement's everything. Like matches where you're going, like you're going nuts because you're enjoying the entertainment. But the crowd adds like an extra element to that. Yeah. Like they to, to the whole match and the whole event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stone Cold. They had still called out like two weeks ago. I'm like, how, how do you have him on? Like, I just, I can't. See yeah, how, do you, how do you have glass? How do you have yeah, glass shattering with exactly, no fans? Exactly, exactly. You know, uh, <laughs> just, you just walk out, you walk out, you're giving the finger to an empty arena. Like, can you imagine Goldberg coming out with like all like the, the sparks and, and the, uh, the fireworks and doing the fist pumps in the air and like those explosions going off. And there's just like no yeah. fan reaction. It's gotta be so weird. Yeah. It's, just, it's to, to me, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, but I mean, I guess people will be craving anything. I mean, WWE fans are like fanatics. So yeah. I, there's going to be millions of people watching it for sure. So Tri- uh, triple H, triple H promised. I just read Triple H promise that it's going to be at a great event. So they're probably going to go above and beyond in terms of delivering the entertainment. I, you know what? I might tune in after uh, we record this podcast, maybe even tune in tomorrow, which will be uh, will be Sunday. Um, and, and just see, kind of see the vibe and, and how it is. Cause I'm, I'm pretty interested as well. Let's get to some Leafs talk. So Jordan, for those that are listening on audio, Jordan, uh, Jordan has a background here. His background um, you know, we're using Zoom. Uh, his background is within Scotiabank Arena, and it's of Mitch Marner and uh, Morgan Riley. Um, so that's why we just keep joking around that he's actually live at Scotiabank. We wish you were live at Scotiabank. We wish we were watching a hockey game that was live at Scotiabank, but yeah, that's, that's, that's not the case. You were mentioning earlier that we had an interesting conversation the other day. Yeah. Well, yeah, what was that we conversation? Always, we always go off on these on these tangents when we're not recording. Yeah, so let's uh, let's get let's re- let's revisit it. Shows. Okay, let's so get- we we were talking about and you know the same thing we've been talking about all year. It's the Leafs cap situation. 
<laughs> and you might you, as well talk about it now because we have nothing else, no on-ice performance to talk about. So You were going off about John Tavares. No, okay, so let me preface this. You're putting, up, you're putting on. him on blast a little bit. No, 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 no. Okay, don't say that because then I'm going to get like all, these, all this heat for blasting. No, this is my argument. I love John Tavares. Awesome player. Um, but my argument was, and this is what I threw out to Jordan hypothetically, and if anyone out there wants to join in on this conversation and offer their comment on it, please do. My um, question to Jordan was, seeing as the Leafs have uh, a cap issue, and with COVID-19, it probably will mean that the cap will remain the same or maybe even go below what it currently is at $82 million because of the uh, revenue that is lost with the um, season games that they didn't play. So what I said to Jordan was to fix, to fix the Leafs cap issues, you have to look at the top four on the Leafs, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, William Nylander. So I said, if you had to trade John Tavares or William Nylander, William Nylander makes $6.9 million, and John Tavares makes eleven. Who would you trade? And your answer was? Well, we had to... My okay, so my answer differs depending on the situation. If you, I think we were just breaking it down as if there was no such thing as a salary cap, mm-hmm. then you Is just had to trade a player, just trade a player straight up. Yeah, you'd keep you, all four. You had to no salary one, cap. regardless of cap it, regardless of return. Yeah, who are you going to trade? And who are you going to keep? I said all that. Taking into consideration, I would trade Tavares. Now, if you brought the cap into this situation, the changes because one, I think his cap, uh, John Tavares' cap hit is too high, and his term is too long, and his age is—he's going to enter his thirties by next season. Yeah. Taking that in consideration, it's a very difficult contract to trade for unless you're not a cap-stricken team, you're not a contender, your team that might have to hit a cap floor, then you can trade for them. But it, it might not be for the right return. So that being said, strictly based off of cap hit and potential return for the Leafs, I said the contract to trade would be William Nylander. Because you get more in return. He's a younger you player. More in return. 22 years way, old. Way more upside. He's having a career year with potentially on route for a career yeah. year. 59 points, 30 goals. Um, and more upside and younger player, fantastic player, more return. So like, there's more yeah. pros and cons yeah, depending yeah. on the situation. So it, it's easy. And what I, the point I was trying to make was it's very easy to just say, you know, with no factors in place, it's just easy to pick a player straight up and just say, okay, you know what? They're not playing well. They're not playing with the potential get rid of them there's just there's too many factors right now to be able to say you know it's it's a neat obviously first of all it's an easy decision to make second of all do you want to even trade them at this point i mean depending on what your needs are and clearly everybody 
everybody in this fan base knows what the Leafs needs are to get to the next level. It's just well, the problem is, can they make the right move to get what they want and where they need to go? But we always talk about how they have to like fill out their roster, right? They got to like support the core. They got to support their top three, four players. Um, and and you, you can't do that when you're allocating $40 million to four guys. Right. So I kind of threw that out there because you can solve a major cap issue by trading. They're not trading Mitch Marner. They're not trading Austin Matthews. So it brings it down to Tavares or, or Nylander. And this wouldn't even have been a This wouldn't have even been a conversation last year when we were ripping Nylander apart because he, it looked like he forgot how to play hockey. But now he remembered well, how to play and, hockey and, and he's having a career yeah. year and he's young. And before the season went on pause, he was actually throwing the body a little bit, scoring some big goals and, and he was pretty, he's been pretty consistent. So it wouldn't have been an argument last year, but now it is. And well, and it wasn't, I, I, it was, I said, I would keep me under at this, at this moment, I'd keep me under cause he's younger and you're getting, and his contract is of good value right now. When you look at it, right? 6.9 million for, a 30 plus goal 22 year old is pretty decent. Well, and we, we were putting him on blast for the holdout and this was prior to Mitch getting yeah. his deal and putting them into even worse cap hell. Um, so, you know, a lot's taken place in the last few years and, and this season would have been a very interesting one had they have had another first round exit. Um, and well, it looks like we'll never know unless the season. We the may not know. Yeah, unless the playoffs stay. September. It, it's it'd be interesting to see them get completely healthy and then watch them, you know, end up going deep. I love Tavares. He's a great I don't player. think they're getting but rid think, of any. That's they, my, might, that's my they, they might have to, and I look at Tavares as the captain, but I look at him because he's getting older, and this year. I know he has. He still has sixty points, almost thirty goals. I think he's at twenty six. Um, but I've seen a little bit of a dip in his play. Not a big dip, but like he, it's definitely dropped a little bit. And it's only going to drop with age, right? And we know the NHL is a younger league, so maybe you're safer keeping Nylander. Hopefully, they're not have to. They, hopefully, the Leafs won't have to deal with that. I'm just saying they might. And if you had, I, I thought it'd be a fun conversation to have, seeing as we have nothing else to talk about. But I think we kind of see eye to eye on that. Like we obviously want to keep them both, keep them all, I should say. But I, I look at Tavares as maybe the guy that you can move out because it frees up eleven million dollars. You know what you can do with eleven million dollars in the NHL? A lot. You can even do a lot with seven seven million dollars, which which Nylander costs. But but anyway, I wanted to like ask you. Let's say. This year for all sports is done. So that means like when September or sorry, when August, September comes around, there's no playoffs. They just go into the next season, which may, which will be in October. Okay. NFL will start up in September. NHL will start in October, late October, the NBA starts and, and yada, yada, yada. Okay. Based on the results of some of the teams across all leagues, so let's look at the NBA, NHL, mostly, because those are the two major leagues that are operating and are coming to their postseason, um, time for the postseason, which is <laughs> should have been starting on April 9th for the NHL. 
Yeah, next week. Which franchise is getting the most screwed over here? Um, in terms, in terms of like they had a good chance to win the championship this year, and it's going to be hard for that team to get back. Well, we can, you know, I'll give you an answer for both leagues. Uh, the NBA, I'm going to tell you right now, it's the Lakers because they were on a roll. They were starting to roll. They were starting to, you know, to really gel. LeBron was LeBron was looking MVP. LeBron, um, and there was a, a lot of doubt starting to creep in on them early on the season, and they were hitting their stride right now. So I think the Lakers for sure. The you, NHL. And you say that just to go back to the Lakers, you say that because obviously LeBron's getting older. Father time. Well, I think, I, I think they were clicking like that. They were just starting to click. Uh, I think the, um, the momentum was there. LeBron was playing well. They were, like I said, their MVP, um, excuse me, LeBron was creeping into MVP talks and they, they weren't playing well throughout the season. And they were they were yeah. supposed to be, you know, and LeBron probably only has they like, were supposed to be a clear cut favorite for the entire season, and they weren't. Yeah, they weren't living with the expectations. They they were um, having some frustrated games and lo- you know tough losses, and you know that they were starting to hit their stride right before this whole COVID nineteen thing happened. But also with LeBron, he's probably got what like three good years left. So to waste one of those, if he can take care of himself, yeah. But to waste one of those is huge, right? Because he's yeah. like John Tavares. He's he's getting older, right? So, well, and I think for to them, waste that year, it's it really sucks for the Lakers. I yeah. agree. Well, and I think for them, if you want to think, um, if you want to go back to uh, Kobe situation, um, you know what a special moment that would have been for that franchise if they would have been able to to come together and win a ship when you know after Kobe Bryant's tragic passing, mm-hmm. that would have been you know, incredible thing for that too, to, um, persevere beyond that. So, um, yeah, there's a few factors on that. That's why they're my pick. Well, the, in the uh, Lakers, just to revisit them once more, there's no guarantee on Anthony Davis pass this year as well. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah. I, I think, he, I, I, think I, 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 I can agree. No with doubt the he's, there's no doubt he's going to, I think he'll resign, but, um, you, know who, you know who the biggest winners are in the NBA for the season being like, Toast if it actually is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. the the one year where they're they're garbage, the season might not even have to continue past the sixty game mark. Yeah, you know. So I I agree with your Lakers take. I'd also throw in the Bucks in there too. Yeah, yeah, because who knows what's going to go on with Giannis? I I personally think he. Um, I think he'll entertain offers in free agency. Ultimately, I think he'll resign with Milwaukee. That's going to be my take right now. I think he stays um, because I think he likes the idea of building his own team in an unfamiliar market. Um, I don't really see him being a big market guy, big city guy. I think he likes it in Milwaukee because it's quiet and may not be as much attention on him. He can focus more on basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, 
oh yes, if the season have canceling, we'll never know what happens to both of them. But yeah, Milwaukee's an interesting take as well. But were, they they saw so much upside too. You were gonna talk about uh, the NHL in relation to the the question I asked. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna make a pick for the NBA and then the NHL. The NHL's it, it, it's tough. Um, your question was who does it help? No, like the season being totally canceled. Yeah. Which NHL team does that negatively affect the most? Think about a team who probably had a great shot at winning the cup this year. And it's going to vary, right? Because you, you can say Tampa Bay, for instance. You can say Tampa Bay because you thought because you think Tampa Bay is a really, really great team, great roster. But think about a team that like they were having a really good year, good year this year, but potentially might not have a really good year next year. It's tough. I'm thinking of a few. I, I I'd say the Bruins. I was going to say Boston because Boston's a great team, right? First. Right now, they're the President's Trophy winners when the, when the season was paused. As mind you, they draft well, so I, I could be totally uh, in the wrong. They, they still have a decently young core. That's what I mean, right? Like they, guys, but they, they, were, got, they were one of those other teams that really hit their stride and took off. Like I said, but, they, they just completely took hold of the Atlantic. And but there's no, like, there's no line that like Bergeron and Chara like, lead the way on, with that team, right, with, in terms of leadership. So... I mean, that, that would be two guys that uh, – I'm not saying they're not going to return next year, but, like, you might catch them. This might be the last year where um, they can really offer you 82-plus games um, to compete at a high, lo- a high level. Yeah. Well, I feel we, – we mentioned it earlier. I feel bad for the guys that are on the way out, like the Thorntons and the Marlows. Yeah, that's big. Um, that's what, that's what, really just had, like, I mean, they're on a team – I mean, Marlowe just got traded to Pittsburgh, but um, – I feel bad Thornton for him. Thornton didn't end up getting traded and, and San Jose is just terrible this year. So they weren't, it's not like they were, you know, a cup contender hungry, you know, close to, close to winning it for them. But um, I mean, a guy like, you know, think like Patrick Marlowe, the guy gets traded to, to Pittsburgh, you know, play with Crosby, Melk and Tang, proven cup winners. You get really thinking like that he really thought that this is a legitimate, legitimate chance to finally contend for a cup. And then this happens. So it's, you know, I, I really feel for a guy like that. I keep thinking about the Leafs and their injury situation. And I kept thinking if this was going to be a really a short-term thing. And if they got back to playing within a couple of months, they're, they're a team to watch out for too healthy. Um, you know, they're interviewing Morgan Riley the other day and he was talking about all the stuff that he was working on and thinking about. And, um, you know, when you start hearing from guys like him and guys that have been out for a while and hearing that just how he's trying to regain his game and, hungry he is it's just it, it gives that optimism and you really hope that you you get to see a season get played out because a team like the Leafs that had so many injuries and were playing so inconsistent and you know you, you think about them potentially having a healthy team going into a playoff run and then you think you know this could be an entirely different season for them I so honestly man you know how I said Golden State's like honestly this is a great year for the C for a season to be scrapped although the Leafs are in a playoff spot like I think you, they're pretty I think they're pretty happy I think like yeah, not sorry, think so? sorry not happy like no professional athletes happy that that a season is not going to be played out but this is this has been a season from hell for Toronto in terms of like going through a coach uh, the ups and downs of 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 the year um, let's face it they're they're barely in a playoff spot uh, they, or they were barely in a playoff spot when this the, the season got can or season got um, postponed I should say. Um, 
it hasn't been like a positive season for the Leafs. They've made the most of it and they've salvaged what they can from it. But I, I think if they could have one year to be like, you know what, let's just forget about it and move on. It would be, it would be this year because they, they have a young group, right? They have a young group. They can go into next season healthy and, and tear the league apart and build on what they learned from this year. Mind you, I, I say that, but that doesn't mean they don't want to play out the season. I'm sure they do. But you know what? I kind of, I, I kind of like how this season played out. I, I can but see. I, I can I see why from, you would. I, I think of it from a development standpoint. I think yeah, Shaney on it. Um, the the team needs to have some adversity. Yeah, you're and right about that. This was it. This is this is their test. Yeah, and you know they were. You could closer to the end of the end of the month, like February, March. You could see that they're starting to, you know, starting to get something going. Like you saw, them, they had big wins against yeah, some uh, big teams, Tampa, Florida, and some, some bounce back games, and they they like Shanahan has said many times, like when their backs against the wall, you see some things happen from this team. And I would have yeah. loved to have seen them hit the playoffs on that stride. Especially getting healthy. Getting healthy and then starting to play through adversity because like we've said many times, um, teams that have had it easy um, have always bowed out early, have always been upset, have never done well. I mean, you see – because hockey's a really interesting sport. You see teams like the, the St. Louis's where they're – literally at, at the lowest of low, their last place they're facing, blowing up their franchise, fire their coach, interim coach in place. You know, what more, what more adversity do you need than that? And then they just go on this epic run to finish the season with a cup. Um, on the flip side, you see a team like Tampa who literally ran away with the league the entire year. Boom. They get swept in the first round. So teams, teams need adversity um, and I think that when teams get their back against the wall, they, you see, you know, some true character come out and you see some, some big team efforts, especially when guys really want to play for each other. And I really would have liked to see what the Leafs have would have done in the playoffs, you know, facing well, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I think just because like the Leafs are one of those teams, they're unpredictable, right? This would have been the year that they would have won the first, they would have won the first round. Against Tampa? Well, let's say it's probably, be Tampa. it was like a, what, 95% chance to beat Tampa? Yeah. I, they match up well against Tampa. They had, they had their number this year. They had their number. They did. And, and, but it, it's just so fitting. It's so Leafs for them to win a playoff round in a year that's been a total disaster in terms of injuries, changing coaches, and whatnot. That would have been the most, the, the most Leafs thing ever. And that's what we love about this team. They play with our hearts. I don't even like when I feel like this team always plays its best when they, like you said, they are facing a ton of adversity. Like we, we talk about pressure and there is no more pressure on this team than after, you know, backup gate, backup game. Yeah. I should yeah. say, or uh, Zamboni gate. Oh, Zamboni gate. Was and up. I, I think I, I, you know it. what I'd kill for a Zamboni gate right now. <laughs> I, I hope they. I, I hope they. I do. I really for hope, Zamboni gate. Please. I really hope Sportsnet replays it because I would no. love to sit down and watch it. I want to relive it. 
Oh, they're yeah. actually showing. They're actually showing uh, what two thousand two today. Game tonight, Leaf sends, and they were having some uh, some ex Leafs on with Dangle and stuff on Sportsnet. But I would love to see. I would love to watch that goalie game again, just to see like, and just sort of sit down and analyze it. Which team would a canceled season affect the most? And we we're looking at the NHL. And I think I think Edmonton fits that perfectly as well. I think you're right. Because like we're talking about a franchise that has missed the playoffs with the best player in the world for what? How, when's the last time they were in the playoffs? 20, 20, three years ago. 2016? 2017? Yeah, three years ago. They missed the, season, they missed the playoffs three straight seasons, and finally they were in a playoff spot. So it's like to, to have all those games, to play 60 games, yeah. and now for – New GM, new GM, new coach. Yeah, for, for – uh, I saw had an – Unbelievable year for McDavid it to be on, potentially canceled. Yeah, it sucks players. for them. Yeah, you know what? I'll say I'll say Edmonton. Yeah, I was going to say Boston, but I I really think you nailed it. Edmonton might be a little a little bit of a better choice just based on their past uh, struggles. I would have loved to see these playoff matchups. So if I were to ask you a question now, if we're talking about the NHL, what aside from like the Leafs Tampa, what playoff mat round or matchup would you love to watch the most? Aside from Leafs Tampa, I got to take a look at the, it's, I haven't, some, I haven't watched sports in so long. I forgot the standings. There, there's some epic seedings right now. Okay. So I'm going to open up uh, the standings. Okay. So I can't pick Leafs Tampa. Oh, buddy. No brainer. Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia. Really? Pens, yeah. Pens Flyers. Just like I don't I don't even have to look I don't even have to look at the West. That like when I watched that series, I can't remember what year it was. I think it was Pens Flyers. Oh my goodness. When 2015, I think. No, I was maybe it was 2015, but anyway, that series was unbelievable. I think it only went six yeah. games, but there was like some seven, six games, like some yeah. 10, five games. Like it was, there's so many high scoring games in that series. Yeah, and, they're, and they're just beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. Like you can see like, like guys like Crosby drew like guys like scrapping it out like that, like that, the, the, that's playoff hockey. That's old time playoff hockey. And that's what the NHL is creating. I was, I would say uh, if I had to pick one, I would say Calgary Edmonton. Oh yeah. That's, because of all of the tension surrounding the season and what's happened in the regular season, that would have been another explosive, yeah, uh, explosive series. And you know, you, you know what? I, I I might have leaned towards that one. I just don't think that would have been the matchup because the Pacific Division was changing like crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Been. They were like Vancouver was first, and they were back in a wild card. That that division was Vegas changing. was Vegas was fighting for it. And yeah, there was a lot of a lot of. I mean. Uh, Shifting there in terms of seating. Yeah. What a series that would be though. I'd I'd stay up late to watch that one. Oh yeah. I think I think every matchup, if you look at the current seating, every matchup in the NHL would have produced unbelievable first round matchups. It's unfortunate. Um, and that just goes that just goes with the whole shift in terms of like wildcard seating and, and the way that the divisions are set up. I think you'll you'll see uh, more rivalries and more matchups like that for for years to come, um, which I think 
I know a lot of people are against the wild card seeding because you see some teams that uh, miss out on the playoffs and wouldn't have if it would have been like a traditional uh, one versus eight seeding, things like that, just uh, based on standings. But I don't know. I, I, I like the I like the way that the the wild card matchups make sense. But, well, it's unfortunate uh, that we might not even see it. Yeah, I keep saying this like, oh man, are we going to see sports? Are we going to see sports? And I. You know, you just sit here and drink to it and, <laughs> and wonder what could be, but. All right. Final question I have for you. Uh, maybe, maybe I lied. Maybe a couple more questions as we wrap up the show. Have you, or do you, sorry, do you know what a Rolodex is? Yes. What is it? It's like an old school. Um, it's not, I don't think it's a book. Mm-hmm. They're, you're nailing it's, it so far. It's it's where you store phone numbers. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Fine. It's it's alf- Is it alphabetized? It may be. Dep- Pretty sure it's yeah. alf- you flip through. You flip through, right? It's alphabetized. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I, I know where you're heading with this. You know where I'm heading with this. I think I think so. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I think it was at, was it asked by overdrive? Oh, it was asked by overdrive. So for yeah, those of you that I, listen I to TSN. yeah, for those that listen to TSN overdrive, uh, yesterday they had quite the heated debate on who would have a bigger Rolodex, Tom Brady or Derek Jeter? Mm. I, I stumped you on this one, eh? Who would grab more digits? I, I mean, seeing if, if Tom Brady was, was, a, was single, because obviously he's married. If both were single, who would grab more digits? That was the debate on overdrive, so I thought we'd weigh, on, we'd weigh in on that. I think based off of location alone, I would lean towards Jeter. Now, when you when we talk about this Rolodex yeah. situation, <laughs> are we talking about are we talking about like celebrity wise or no, just it's just it's just digits. Sheer, sheer digits, numbers. sheer, sheer numbers. numbers. Yeah, give us an answer. I'll go, with, I'll go with Brady. Okay, explain why. I like it. I don't know. Are you going on looks with Brady? I think so. He's got hair still. Yeah, I think he's got that pretty boy look, and I think a lot of girls would like it. See, when you said so, ge- when you said geography earlier, I thought you were going to go with Jeter. Because he played well, if, we're going, if, we're, if we're going straight, ge- straight geography, but you said you said it's just sheer numbers. Like they're both living in major cities, or both were playing in major cities. Both were you know top tier pinnacle athletes. All the money in the world, they 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 stack up evenly in terms of that sense. So, okay. Um, so now, how about how about if I just phrase the question like they did on Overdrive? If they had a Rolodex, who do you think has a bigger Rolodex? Would that that changes your answer? Because I think either way, no matter how which way I phrase the question, I think I'm going Derek Jeter, just yeah. because just because geography, New York City. I, th- I yeah, I think just just based off of that. Even though Tom Tom Brady's my boy, I think just New York City plays for the Yankees international brand. Yeah, but the New England Patriots are the you know, poster, poster franchise of 
the um, decade the last or the last two decades yeah like when you think of america like your whole this whole debate about america's team well, you think of the well, yankees right you think of the dallas like before there was the dallas cowboys I, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think teams lead. I think people will lean more towards the Patriots, obviously because of their name, symbol, what it represents, um, more than the, the the Cowboys and the fact that they've they've been the the pinnacle dynasty of the last twenty years ever since Brady got there. Um, they get just as much name recognition as the Yankees. Um, plus, football in terms of popularity is I think football is is just as if I'm more popular than baseball is right now. But don't, don't, under, don't underestimate um, the popularity of baseball in America. Baseball. No, baseball is huge. Baseball is, baseball is huge. Get me wrong. But I think on a, um, I, I would say it's dying in, in certain areas of the world, like maybe even in Canada, like the popularity for, for baseball, but it's, it's alive and well in a lot of States and in, in the U S. Oh yeah. And the, and the Yankees That's own a, New York city, right? Like they're, it's a, New York is a Yankee oh, yeah. city, right? Yeah, it's like it's, it's, a, like tough, the it's a very tough question because you can you can go any way with it. I mean, regardless of who you're taking, regardless of who you're taking, you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong with whoever you take. So, well, I'm happy I stumped you. Yeah, you did because you, because again, it doesn't matter who you take here; you're going to be right. Yeah. All right. So, living the dream. Living the dream, man. Yeah, they're both living the dream. <laughs> living the dream. Rolodex that thick yeah just Their iphone contacts are maxed out now numbers upon numbers for those two yeah i think it was i forget what year it was but i think it was espn it was espn they had um they did a, a baseball like roster like they showed they showed the the roster of i think it was a rod and jeter but it was just like celebrity Rolodex alone. And they like filled like an entire baseball lineup up with just like their, their celebrity Rolodex. So you got to look it up online. It's, no, it's, like a, it's, it's pretty, pretty epic. Pretty epic. Cool. Right yeah. on buddy. Well, that's concludes our sports talk for today. I wonder what we'll talk about next time. I don't know. We'll see. If not stay tuned. Maybe next time we'll, we'll do, uh, news. Hopefully, hopefully we have what, sir? Better news. Oh, let's hope so, man. I think we get, we can all yeah. use some better news right now. We can all use some entertainment. That's why we're doing uh, the podcasts uh, and the video cast. We're now on YouTube. We're on uh, we're on Instagram at um, purposely underscore offside. You can follow us on Twitter at PO Sports Talk. Um, listen to our podcast anywhere: Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. And like I said earlier, uh, right on YouTube, which is uh, where you're probably watching this video. Uh, maybe next time we can do our uh, favorite NHL players from every NHL team. So I'll give you some time to, to sit on that. All right? That sounds great. All right, buddy. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. See ya.